We have crowned a Super Bowl champion. How the Los Angeles Rams took out the Cincinnati Bengals to justify their all-in approach to the 2021-2022 season and the fallout for Joe Burrow and Cincy falling short. Does Kyler Murray won out of Arizona and an NFL star arrested in L.A.? We're talking all about it on today's episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fired up. It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Paul Brock, daily host of Locked On Arizona Cardinals. The Cards, they're speaking out about their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray. Lots of speculation that he could want out of the desert. We have the latest coming up here shortly. But the NFL crowned a champion last night in Los Angeles for the second consecutive year. The home town team hosted the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Last year was Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning in Tampa, and it was the Rams taking out the Bengals 23-20 in L.A. Travis Rogers, Lockdown Rams, is going to join us shortly and tell us how the Rams got it done to really justify their all-in approach to the 2021 season. Went, went out and got Matthew Stafford. During the regular season, they've got Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., Travis Rogers breaking down the big W for the Rams. Jake Lisko of Locked On Bengals. He's going to talk about what went wrong for Cincinnati as things kind of fell apart down the stretch. They couldn't keep Joe Burrow upright, including the final offensive play of the game for Cincy. Jake Lisko, he tries to break down what went wrong for Cincy as their miraculous run comes to a close without a victory in the big game. Thank you for making the Lockdown NFL Podcast your first listen throughout the 2021 NFL season, 2022 playoffs, Super Bowl, and now the offseason. Follow along on Twitter for great daily content, breaking news at Lockdown Networks. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube page. Anytime there's a big story, we're going to have that up on our YouTube page. Get that alerts button all lined up. So anytime there's breaking news, anytime we post that breaking news, you'll be alerted, notified all about it. This episode's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has it covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I went to betonline.net on early Sunday, put 20 bucks down for the Bengals to cover four and a half points. They certainly did. They lost by just three points, and I was a big fat winner. Thanks to Bet Online for that. All right, let's get to the big game as the Los Angeles Rams, they're Super Bowl champions. The Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 in Englewood, SoFi Stadium. Aaron Donald and the Rams defense stopped Joe Burrow and Cincinnati on the final drive to hold on for their second Super Bowl in franchise history and the first for the team while they are being located in Los Angeles. Cooper Cup caught the go-ahead touchdown with 125 remaining in the game. Cup finished with two touchdowns, while Matthew Stafford threw for three touchdowns and two interceptions. Burrow threw for 263 yards and a score in the loss. Joe Mixon connected on a trick play with T. Higgins for a touchdown for the Bengals. Higgins finished with two scores. First play from scrimmage in the second half. Big touchdown for Higgins over Jalen Ramsey in that game. Rams lost wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., despite winning the crown, 
OBJ exited in the second quarter with a left knee injury, did not return. Beckham made a quick impact in his limited playing time, reeling in two catches for 52 yards and a score. His night was cut short after he went down with that non-contact injury. And just with just over four minutes left to play in the first half, his wide receiver mate, Cooper Cup, was the MVP of Super Bowl 56. Cup finished with two touchdowns, including the go-ahead score. The performance caps off an incredible season for Cup, who was the triple crown winner for receivers this year. 1,947 yards, receiving 16 touchdowns in the regular season. Travis Rogers, Locked On Rams, joins us here. And, uh, you know, Travis, the Rams offense went pretty silent after Odell Beckham Jr. left with a non-contact injury to his leg. They were held to a field goal in the second half until that go-ahead scoring drive to end things. I didn't know OBJ was that important to this offense. How'd they finally overcome it? I think they finally overcame it by just throwing the entire game plan out the window and saying, keep throwing it to number 10 over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. That that was kind of the game plan. Um, OBJ obviously is very important to what they do. They were already a little shorthanded without uh, Tyler Higby for the last couple of games. So really a lot of the offense went to Cooper Cup and a lot of it went to Odell Beckham Jr. And those were the two guys that you really had to kind of keep your eyes on if you were playing against the Rams from from on the offensive side. So when all of a sudden, when OBJ goes down towards the end of the second quarter, I was very curious to see what was going to happen because Kendall Bland had really had nothing going all night long. And now all of a sudden, Van Jefferson had really not had much going all night long. I was a little bit disappointed in the way that he contributed in the second half. But they just kind of threw that game plan out the window. And all of a sudden, Cooper Cup was the reason he was the Offensive Player of the Year, the reason he was the Triple Crown winner. Everybody in that building bow knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup, and they ran it four times in a row right to him. And it worked. It was extraordinary. Yeah, it worked all season long. Triple crown winner, as you mentioned, with in the receive all receiving categories. Uh, the offense gets it done at the end of the game. But at what point did Raheem Morris's defense flip the switch and take this game over? Because they needed to. I mean, yes. any points on the board, this game's probably this game's probably going in the favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Where did you see this game turn, at least on the defensive side for the Rams? I think that Aaron Donald really kind of really started to get going towards the end of the first half. They finally got their first half, uh, their first sack towards the end of the first half. And then in the second half, especially after they hit that quick touchdown right out of the gate and it felt like, okay, to your point, the defense is going to have to dig in a little bit here because the offense really wasn't doing much. And then we saw Joe Burrow running towards the left side and Aaron Donald's a little faster than Joe Burrow and beat him to the spot and gave him a two-handed shove, a good hard shove, clean inbounds. And it kind of, you know, he gets knocked down, but that being Burrow. And then we saw some little pushing and shoving along the way. And Aaron Donald does not like to be pushed around. He, you know, we've seen this in his career. Not only is he an unbelievable football player, but he's not playing. You know, he he will mix yeah. it up with people. So when that happened, it really did feel like he and the rest of the guys in the defense kind of said, oh, okay, this is how we're going to do this. And then he just went to a totally different level. And we saw how he ended the game. I mean, what's left to say about AD at this point? Complete game record. He won the game outright. The final two offensive plays, they try to run it into the teeth of 99. He, he shuts it down. And then the final play, he's making Joe Burrow. I don't know. Burrow got that pass off, but there's Aaron Donald. Two sacks to his credit. Was, was Cooper Cup really the most valuable player in last night's game? 
I think they really could have taken with a cup or Donald. I think both of them would have been great choices. I and mean, honestly, I think Matthew Stafford, you know, was another guy that probably now with a couple of interceptions probably wasn't going to win the award, but I thought that he was incredibly valuable as well. But yeah, I, I think if they'd given it to 99, I don't think anybody would have felt like it was a bad choice. Cooper cup was, was extraordinary in the fourth quarter, but it really is remarkable that this was the story. You know, you go back to about a year ago, the Rams losing the divisional round to the Green Bay Packers, and they made a decision, you know, we're not good enough a quarterback. And they knew they had a dynamic wide receiver. They knew they had a generational talent at, at defensive tackle in Aaron Donald, a guy that's going to walk right into the Hall of Fame. And those are the three guys that won the game for him tonight. The guy that they mm-hmm. traded for, the guy that they already had as a wide receiver, and the guy that they already had as a defensive tackle. And those three guys won the game for him at the end. That was the plan nine, 10, 12 months ago, and the plan worked to perfection, at least at the very end of the game tonight. Just curiosity, have we heard from Jalen Ramsey, probably not the performance that he envisioned, the big touchdown to start the second half. There was a big play in the first half that was uh, made by Jamar Chase. Uh, How did he feel about his performance? Any word from Ramsey? Yeah, I haven't heard him speak quite yet. So I, I you know, it was not his best game. You know, like you mentioned, yeah. he had a couple of big plays. The one to to uh, Higgins that goes for the touchdown. You know, I, I think when you got to see it from the other angle, you got to see his yeah. face. Man, you know, but that you know that happens. That's that's one of those things you could see the official right behind him. He was kind of blocked out. The officials are taught not to guess at what they're seeing, but I do think that had a lot to do with it. But I think you're right. I don't think it was his best game. I think that he would probably tell you the same thing and. That's kind of what it takes, right? That sometimes even your very best guys might not be quite at their very best, but somebody else needs to step in. And Vaughn Miller was great. Aaron Donald, forget about it. And, you know, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford won that last drive. You know, six and a half minutes to go. Mm-hmm. That's why he was here. That's why they went out and got him to find a way to be behind, to make some throws, to not have to have everything be perfect. And it mm-hmm. worked out perfectly. Yeah. And Sean McVay said after the game, He's a gold jacket guy. That debate will continue. But look, the all-in play worked, Travis. Uh, Stafford, the right call. Vaughn makeup midseason. What's the next play for this Rams franchise and Sean McVay? Well, I think they probably have to maybe think about doing some stuff on the offensive line. You know, Andrew Whitworth is very likely done as an NFL player. Um, they have had Joe Nopum here in, in, in the organization for a while, and maybe he can slide over to left tackle. But he was one of these guys that gave them some depth, both at left and right tackle. He was even playing some guard at some point in the season. I think that's probably something that you look at. Uh, I think at linebacker, you had Ernest Jones, you had Troy Reader there. This is probably a, a little bit of an area. And then other than Jalen Ramsey, I really do think you need to look at the secondary and maybe finding some some more depth there and maybe a little bit more talent. And, you know, this is something that the Rams knew that they were going to have to do. It's the best possible problem, figuring out how to get a little better after a Super Bowl championship. They don't have a ton of draft picks to do it. They sent out a couple to get Von Miller. It's, you know, this is all in. Like Les, uh, Les Need said, you know, bleep those draft picks. So <laughs> now, now it's time to kind of figure out what's coming next. But uh, at least for a while, it was all worth it. It's uh, all something to look forward to on Lockdown Rams this offseason. Travis, it's uh, been a great short time to work with you. Looking forward to in the future. Um, what, what are the plans for a parade? Anything in the uh, already set? Wednesday. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's on the books. It's, it's Wednesday. It's going to go from the Shrine Auditorium down to the uh, Coliseum downtown where the Rams started playing when they came back uh, six years ago. It's planned. It's all set. And I uh, can't wait to see it. What went wrong for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially in the final two offensive play calls for Cincy that had them coming up short in Super Bowl 56? Jake Lisko, locked on Bengals, joins us here. Also, 
look, we may have just crowned an NFL champion, but we already have a title holder for the best tasting protein bar on the planet. I'm talking about Built Bar. Built Bar is the GOAT when it comes to the best tasting protein bar, and it doesn't compromise anything as far as nutrition. It's where tasty and healthy, those worlds collide. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. It's one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Are you kidding me? They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. What's not to like? I mean, it's incredible. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better, and the typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, where most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. Save yourself some cash as well. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Thanks for making us your first listen throughout the 2021 NFL season, 2022 playoffs, Super Bowl, and now the 2022 NFL offseason. But with the thrill of victory, there's the agony of defeat. The Cincinnati Bengals fall to the Los Angeles Rams, 23-20, Super Bowl 56. Uh, we're talking to Jake Lisko. He's provided incredible coverage all season long for Lockdown Bengals. And Jake, just the uh, your initial thoughts on how the Bengals performed today. Sure, they came up on the losing end, but uh, just breaking down the entire performance by Cincinnati. First Super Bowl since 1988. I think a lot of credit to the defense. Obviously, they, they didn't quite make enough plays there at the end of the game is what they would tell you. I think a lot of fans would tell you that uh, a third and goal holding call, the way the game was officiated, uh, could be a topic of conversation. But a lot of credit to the defense. I, I think, you know, credit the offense for making plays when they could. And then, you know, the, the Rams pass rush was overwhelming for the last, what, 27 minutes of the game or so I would say that the Bengals just couldn't run offense in the second half of this game everything's out quick the running game was okay but you know they they were in some pretty bad spots from a field position perspective I think that both coaches were comfortable playing the field position game and mm -hmm. Sean McVay's offense made one more play and and you know there, there's some questions down the stretch for sure from from a play calling perspective from a personnel perspective from an officiating perspective but the reality is, to me, from a Bengals perspective, they had a lot of opportunities to ice this game. They were up 20 to 16 for at least four possessions, I want to say. You get points on any of those, we could be telling a very different story. Instead, the Bengals dropped to 0-3 in Super Bowls, and that's a tough pill to swallow for Bengals fans. I mean, they get the uh, non-call. Obviously, the face mask, uh, T. Higgins right. is able to... So I've heard. I, I didn't see it at all in the stadium. They, they did yeah. not show that replay where, yeah. where I was sitting. Jake Lisko was in, in, in attendance at SoFi as far as this game went. So uh, as far as the things that some of us got to see and were privy to on the telecast, Jake is talking to us immediately after this game. So uh, going in blind a little bit, but he was absolutely there. Uh, we, we talked about this ad nauseum at, at times leading up to this. Of course, there was the performance where the Tennessee Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times and then he only gets sacked what was it one more t once in the uh, AFC championship game by the Kansas City Chiefs what were the Rams able to do to get back to pressuring Burrow at the quarterback position I mean he couldn't finish a three-step drop 
at times, I think, again, you know, you, you mentioned I was at the game, so kind of hard to tell, but it felt like Aaron Donald took over a little bit. It felt like they, they might have run some successful stunts. It was, it was again, hard to tell. But I, I think Burrow took some sacks he probably shouldn't have taken. Maybe they were on some longer developing plays, but I would like to see him know when to get rid of the football. You know, the, it's a fine line that he walks. He, he does create a lot. The T Higgins touchdown comes on a play that he extends a little bit. He steps up in the pocket and makes a good throw. And he's made a lot of great plays that way where he's extended plays, gotten out of the pocket, found guys creating outside of structure. And you don't want to take that away at the same time. It, it's a learning process, right? There, there are some sacks that he's taken this year that he probably shouldn't have taken. I think there were a couple of those in this game as well, but you know, some, some shared blame between the offensive line, some coverage sacks and, just it was relentless, man. They they show the next gen stats on the big screen at SoFi. It was pretty reasonable in the first half from a Bengals perspective, and by the end of the game, it was over forty percent was was the pressure number. So whatever the Rams did in the second half just killed the Bengals' ability to run offense. They they just couldn't do what they wanted to do. The final offensive series for the Cincinnati Bengals. Were you surprised on the play calls on the final two plays? Third and one. You get P. Ryan, a, a play up the middle, right into the teeth of that defense, again, right into number 99, Aaron Donald, who had taken over at that point. And then there's that man again, Aaron Donald, a, uh, you know, Joe Burrow out of the shotgun on fourth and one with a timeout left, 40 se- over 40 seconds left. Is it fair to maybe question what was going on as far as the calls there? You know, I'm not exactly sure what the call was on the fourth down. I haven't had a chance to watch that play again. And I'm honestly totally fine with a third down running call. You point out, though, that Samaj P. Ryan was on the field. He was on the field for that entire drive. So he was out there for pass protection purposes. Zach Taylor said after the game, they, they thought that they were getting a little soft up front. They thought they could sneak off, sneak off a, a quick first down and then take some shots. And obviously, they, they didn't quite get it. And, you know, I, I understand the process there from a coaching perspective on the third down play call because – the Bengals were running the ball pretty well. There, there weren't a ton of runs that went for zero or negative yardage for the Bengals in this game, but that was a bad spot, obviously, to get stuffed. And, and running behind the disadvantageous matchup, probably fair to question that one without your ideal personnel on the field. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, you get a creative, you know, they go to Cooper Cup when they need a yard mm-hmm. because the Rams couldn't run the ball in this game either. The Rams running game was atrocious. And every first down they ran the ball felt like they were wasting a down. And, and you know, Sean McVay gets in his bag a little bit there, gets a conversion. And, you know, these, these little things are the margin of victory in the game. Is this Cincinnati Bengals team going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward? Is, is this just the start of something, in your opinion? It depends entirely on the front office. I think they have a really good core. The The defense is under contract for some time. I think they need another corner because Eli Apple, I think, is rightfully getting roasted a little bit by some of his NFL peers who he went after on Twitter after a few playoff wins. And, and that's kind of the nature of the cornerback position. But, you know, I, I would, if I'm the Bengals, be looking for another corner uh, to go with Shadobe Awuzie and Mike Hilton, who I think are really good. I'd be looking for another pass rusher on the defensive side of the ball. And just very, very clearly, you need at least two offensive linemen, if not three. James Rapine, Jake Lisko, they're going to keep you dialed in all offseason long. It doesn't end after the Super Bowl. It's just getting started here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Jake, uh, I know it's tough. It's 
you know, fallen a loss. But uh, congratulations on a very successful season and look forward to talking to the offseason, my man. Been great for the podcast. Appreciate everybody that's been listening to us, man. It's been a lot of fun to cover. Radio Row Week was great. So I hope everybody did enjoy that coverage. And like you said, Bo, we, we got a lot of fun stuff. The offseason, uh, the gap between the last game and, and the offseason for Bengals fans anyway, much shorter than we're used to. Now with the champion crowned this season in the rearview mirror, what's to look forward to next? It's officially NFL draft season. Our guy Ryan Tracy, locked on NFL draft, breaks down the top prospects in the upcoming 2022 NFL draft. Well, football might be over. I was able to cash in. I took the Bengals plus four and a half. That was a big fat winner. Now I'm looking forward to hoops. It's in full steam both pro and college basketball. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sporting betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net's your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device, your cell. Learn more about the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for checking out the Locked On NFL podcast on YouTube. Subscribe, get those alerts. Great daily content coming your way. The season might be over, but man, we're just getting started. This is actually where we actually do our best work in the off season here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, look, we've crowned a champion, and in the rearview mirror is the 2021 season. And looking forward ahead, we've got the 2022 off season. It's officially draft season. If you haven't checked out. Locked on NFL Draft Show. Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker doing great work over there. If you saw their coverage from the Senior Bowl, if you have it, check it out. If you saw it, you know how good these guys are. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's that turning of the page, right? Let's get going. Right. Not not a whole lot of downtime between the end of the season and uh, looking forward to the offseason. Free agency starts in just under a month. Excited for the new league year. And, of course, draft season is upon us. Tell us about the prospects in the mix for the number one overall pick, because unlike last year, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, there's there's any number of combinations that you can see. And I think it's going to come down to the influence that happens in, in Jacksonville and what the coaching staff is going to bring to that mix. We've seen things happen before. We'll see what they go with. But there could be a tackle. There could be an edge rusher. There could be an out of the blue kind of weapon for uh, Trevor Lawrence. You don't know exactly what's going to go on. I mean, as far as the top prospect in this draft, can, have you identified that personally? I still have not yet. I go back okay. and forth between the top graded edges and the top rated tackles. And that alone in itself is, is such a departure from years past that it's going to be someone in the trenches one right. way or the other. And that's exciting for me, a, a guy who gets tired of quarterback talk all the time. <laughs> we, we will get to that quarterback class because you might be tired of it, but everybody loves to look at the signal callers. I know that Malik Willis was r- kind of a fast riser uh, mm-hmm. the other week in the, at the senior bowl. But do you, do you expect the Jags to stick and pick here? I mean, were they that bad? The, it doesn't benefit them to trade out at all. I don't think they're going to have much of a choice. I think this year in particular, without a marquee quarterback to come up and get, they're going to have very few trade offers that they're going to deem worthy, to tell you the truth. And it depends exactly how they evaluate their top guys and the direction they choose to go in. Because when it's all said and done, they may find that the best way to help their second-year quarterback is to support him in X way on one side of the ball. So I don't know if there's going to be movement out of those top, even three picks. Yeah, 
The Super Bowl matchup, does, does that maybe make teams flinch or get away from the idea of building through the trenches because we saw fifth overall pick, Jamar Chase? It's like the uh, the Bengals didn't eat their vegetables. They went for the the good stuff. They get Jamar Chase, the, the playmaker. Um, no way that any of the top teams would be impacted by that, right? I don't think so, just because... If you go back and you look and you listen to Jake and James on the Bengals show, like they'll tell you most of the year there was concern that Joe's going to get murdered because right. of a lack of protection. So I think if anything, it's it's just Joe being Joe and being outside the outlier that he is, that he survived to this point. And I, I think they also will be a team that looks to bolster his front line. Ryan Tracy, Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On Chiefs, joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Deepest position group here in 2022. It's it's a toss-up. There are a lot of wide receivers. I can't say that this class has the top end that the last two classes have had, but there is a good amount of depth. There's a great amount of depth on the defensive fronts as well, uh, both whether you consider that edge or interior defensive lineman. There's a great group of them. And the offensive line may not have, beyond the top three, guys that you think can slot in and be Pro Bowl caliber, but there's a good volume of them as well. So if you have made that investment in a quarterback in years past, you have a young guy that you need to protect, you have a lot of options to do it in this draft. And then looking at the scouting combine coming up, Indianapolis, who has the most to prove? Any prospects out there that need to kind of uh, solidify their position, especially in the first round? In the first round in particular, I mean, I think you want to see just what the the comparison is between Thibodeau and Hutchinson in terms of their movement skills, especially the scouts will be watching the three cone. You want to see what they can do in the broad because that's going to show you hip firing and that kind of thing that you want to get apples to apples on them because they look so desperate on film, but they mm-hmm. both get there in a different way. The wide receivers, too, you they want to solidify and actually arch that in. I think Chris Olave is actually in a position to – up his stock again because he was the top coming into this last season. Now some players have passed him. I think he can regain that with a great combine showing. Last question for you. I told you we're going to get to it. The quarterback class, uh, who's standing out? We talked about Willis from the Senior Bowl. Kenny Pickett was efficient in his performance in the Senior Bowl. Matt Carell coming off the injury. Anybody else we need to be aware of? You know, it, it reminds me of like that first set of, of bumps at the top of snowboard cross in the Olympics. Everybody's still trying to work it through. They're trying to get to the point where they can actually break out and lead because no one's done it yet. It might be Matt Corral with a pro day workout. I, I keep hearing rumors that he wants to go to the combine and try to throw. I don't know if that's going to happen, but you're right. Kenny Pickett's been a leader. Matt Corral's been there. Desmond Ritter's been solid, but has some accuracy issues. Malik Willis has the upside, but also the low side. Like no one has taken the reins yet in this class. And they're running out of opportunities to do it. It's essential listening all offseason long, free across all platforms and locked on NFL draft. Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker. It's, it's a great new duo. I love it. Been tuning in already the last couple months. It's what you're going to have to listen to as you prepare for another awesome draft season. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Have a good one. Before the game kicked off on Sunday, Chris Mortensen, the Mort reported that uh, Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals was frustrated with his franchise. He felt like he was being scapegoated for their big time playoff loss in the super wild card round to their division foe, the Los Angeles Rams called it a weird vibe in AZ. Cardinals are backing their starting quarterback. The team issued a statement saying nothing has changed in their opinion in high regard for signal caller Kyler Murray. The team also says they are excited Murray is a quarterback leading them. 
This comes after a report from ESPN and Mortensen that there is frustration between Murray and the Cards following their disappointing playoff exit last month. The Colts and their quarterback, well, they might jump off of Carson Wentz and onto the quarterback carousel. ESPN reporting that Indy will probably trade or release Wentz. The Colts would need to move off of him by March 18th to pay less of his base salary, and he traded a first-round pick in this year's draft to the Eagles for Wentz last season. That was contingent on how much he played this year. Wentz helped the Colts to a 9-8 finish but did not play well in their Week 18 loss to Jacksonville that kept Indy out of the playoffs. And uh, one more news and notes before we get to the big game. Free agent running back Adrian Peterson is out of jail after he was arrested. Los Angeles International Airport LAX on Sunday morning. Airport police say that Peterson was pulled off a plane bound for Houston after an alleged verbal and physical altercation between the running back and his wife, Ashley Peterson. The 36-year-old Peterson's representatives say that the two had a verbal argument. A source close to Peterson says he pulled off his wife's wedding ring and scratched her finger. Peterson has a court date set for June 16th, although his wife is reportedly not pressing charges. So more legal troubles for all day, Adrian Peterson. That's going to wrap things up here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen throughout the entire 2021 season, playoffs, and the upcoming offseason. We sincerely are so thankful, so grateful for everybody that listens to this podcast. It's free and available on all platforms. If you're subscribed to YouTube, thank you so much. As I said, great daily content coming your way. More takeaways from the Super Bowl. Your guy, Ross Jackson, Luke Braun, they've got it tomorrow. They're going to be breaking it down on Tuesday's episode. If you missed any of the great content of us out there during Super Week, Radio Row, talking to the celebrities, the athletes, uh, coaches out there, Check it out on YouTube. It's all there, all the great interviews. I highly recommend you checking it out. But thank you so much for an incredible season here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. It was a banner year for the network, and it's all made possible by you. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock. Follow along on Twitter, at Bob Rack. Follow me, and of course, follow the network, at Lockdown Network. Now, after making us your first listen, make Locked On Bets your second listen because, look, the betting action doesn't end with the with the NFL season. It's just getting started. Start to build your stack for the college hoops, March Madness, NBA playoffs. They'll here, be here before you know it. Lee Sterling, your boy Q, they're going to hook you up with the smart bets. Just listen to Locked On Bets, free and available across all platforms. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks for listening to the Locked On NFL Podcast.